Welcome to the weekly worship podcast from the Presbyterian Church in Morristown, where we pause our busy lives to dig deeper into our faith. If you enjoy what you hear, please subscribe, or if you have someone in your life that may be inspired by this message, please share it with them. Let's listen to how God might speak to us today, and remember to be the good in your community, a community that matters. Friends, our theme for the season of Lent is conversations, journeying with Jesus to Bethlehem. Bethlehem, no, Jerusalem is where we're going. Born in Bethlehem, died in Jerusalem. We're going to the death. So our sermons throughout Lent feature conversations that Jesus had with people as he made his way to Jerusalem, the holy city, the city where he would give up his life. And so knowing that, knowing what this journey is all about, there is a certain weightiness to these conversations. They are worthy of our time during this season to really dig in and imagine what it might have been like if we were there following along on this journey with Jesus. So I invite you to get into that space, maybe even to close your eyes if you wish to hear the story that way, and to focus in on the text, to listen for, as Audrey described last week, the subtext, the meaning underneath it all. And just a heads up that our reading today is quite long, so if you do choose to close your eyes, try not to fall asleep. This is Mark chapter 10, verses 32 through 52. Hear God's word to us today. They were on the road going up to Jerusalem, and Jesus was ahead of them. They were amazed, and those who followed were afraid. He took the twelve aside again and began to tell them what was to happen to him, saying, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death. Then they will hand him over to the Gentiles. They will mock him and spit upon him and flog him and kill him. And after three days he will rise again. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came forward to him and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. And he said to them, What is it you want me to do for you? And they said to him, Grant us to sit, one at your right hand and one at your left In your glory. But Jesus said to them, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink or be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They replied, We are able. Then Jesus said to them, The cup that I drink, you will drink, and the baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit at my right hand or at my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared. When the ten heard this, they began to be angry with James and John. So Jesus called them and said to them, You know that among the Gentiles, those whom they recognize as their rulers lord it over them, And their great ones are tyrants over them, but it is not so among you. But whoever wishes to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wishes to be first among you must be slave of all. 
For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. They came to Jericho. As he and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he cried out even more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, Call him here. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. So, throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. Then Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, My teacher, let me see again. Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Melt us and mold us. Fill us and use us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on each one of us. Amen. There are really two conversations happening here in our text, one between Jesus and James and John, two of his disciples, and one between Jesus and Bartimaeus, a blind man who, back then, because of his blindness, couldn't work or make a living for himself except by begging at the side of the road. Now, spoiler alert, it just so happens that we also have two different sorts of worship services today, our usual services at 8 and at 10 a.m., and a special service, Audrey's installation service, as our associate pastor at 3 p.m. This afternoon, we'll be talking about Jesus and James and John, but this morning, we're talking about Jesus and Bartimaeus. Now, I'm actually saying his name wrong. It's not really Bartimaeus. It's Bartimaeus, or literally son of Timaeus. The way a bar or a bat mitzvah, the coming-of-age ceremony for Jewish boys and girls, literally means son of or daughter of commandment or son or daughter of the law, so this blind beggar on the side of the road is simply known as Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, or as we might say, Bartimaeus. Even so, he's one of just a few of the people that Jesus heals who has a name that we know. He heals many other people whose names we don't know. And interestingly, not only do we know his name, but he knows Jesus' name. Jesus has become known not only throughout the region up north in Galilee, which was the setting for those stories we were talking about several weeks ago when we were reading from the first chapter of Mark, places like Nazareth and Capernaum and Tiberium, which were fishing villages along the Sea of Galilee, but now 
he's further south in a region called Judah or Judea. The text says they came to Jericho. As he and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho, so it's as if they were really just passing through, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout out and to say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Kyrie eleison. Have mercy on me. Now, Jericho is on the road between Galilee up in the north and Jerusalem in the south. In fact, it's only about 15 miles and a little bit of an elevation change between Jericho and Jerusalem. Today, you could walk that route in about eight hours. Some people could walk that route (laughs) in about eight hours. So when we read, they came to Jericho, and as he and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho, they don't even stop to take in the sights. We get the sense that they're just moving right on through. They're making their way to Jerusalem. This is the part of the journey toward Jerusalem that Jesus is taking with his followers, and Bartimaeus knows who Jesus is. He cannot do much besides sit on the side of the road and beg for money, but he has heard of Jesus And he knows who Jesus is. He even calls him Bar-David. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Now, speaking of subtext, thinking about interesting things regarding our reading, what do you make of that sentence? Have mercy on me. Many sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he cried out even more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on me. As I mentioned a moment ago, as Audrey noted last week, as you can read in our Lenten devotional or Tower Tidings, our theme for this season is conversations, these conversations that Jesus had with people on the journey toward Jerusalem. And not only are we trying to explore these conversations and learn more about them, but also perhaps talking about what we can learn from them. Now, I have no personal experience to draw upon that might help me understand what life must have been like for Bartimaeus, this blind man who was forced to beg at the side of the road. Some scholars say that we shouldn't overlook that small detail in the text when it says that Bartimaeus threw off his cloak when he sprang up to meet Jesus, that his cloak would have been laid out on the ground for him to sit on, that it was likely the surface on which people would have tossed their coins as they passed by. That at the end of the day, he could have folded it up and kind of gathered it toward the middle and and collected anything that he had been given. That the cloak may have even been government-issued, a sort of visible indicator that Bartimaeus was a legitimate beggar on account of his blindness. I confess that Bartimaeus and I would have found ourselves in different social circles. And that if I'm honest, I probably would have passed on by without flipping a coin or two in his direction. 
Maybe I would find myself among those in the crowd who tried to shush him, rebuking his cries for relief. So what, if anything, do I have to learn from this conversation between Jesus and Bartimaeus? That I should take some time like Jesus did to stand still and notice those who are suffering and to stand apart from the crowd and to rise above their stern orders that people like Bartimaeus should be quiet or maybe better yet, moved out of public view? Should I, like Jesus did, ask others, what do you want me to do for you? And then use my privilege and position toward the alleviation of their suffering? It is true that Jesus calls his followers to do such things. But it is also true that I may be more like Bartimaeus than I want to admit, just in ways that are perhaps a bit less obvious. Bartimaeus was physically blind, but he could spiritually see. He knew who Jesus was, and he knew how much he needed him, so much so that his cries for mercy couldn't be contained. On the other hand, I can physically see, but I am often spiritually blind. Pride and selfishness, a lack of willingness to be vulnerable, an easy dismissal of others, a feeling like I need to portray an image of having it all figured out, those are some of my spiritual blind spots. How many of us, especially those of us who do enjoy some, some privilege and some position in this world, how many of us are spiritually blind? Imagining that we might have it all together taking for granted the blessings of this life, thinking that we have may, maybe we have done something to actually deserve these good things based on our merit. <laughs> maybe even more than some other people do. Forgetting that we need Jesus just as much as anyone else. There's an old quote that says, evangelism is one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. And too often I am unwilling to think of myself as a beggar. I have a friend who tells the story about how he was coming home from a work trip one time. And maybe I've told this story here before. If I have, please forgive me. So he gets back from this trip, and on the way home, he decided to stop at the grocery store to pick up a few things. He said he was tired and hungry, and he just wanted to go to his house and have some dinner and go to bed. So he's in the checkout line and not really paying much attention until he notices that the woman in front of him doesn't have enough money to pay for her groceries. You can put back the cornflakes, she tells the clerk taking a few dollars off of the bill, but still not enough for her to pay. You could put back the ham, she says. Still not enough. 
This goes on for another minute or two as a few more items are taken away. And finally, my friend, in his rush, in his desire to get home, says, you know what, here's $20. Just, just put those things back on her, on her tab. The clerk looked at my friend and said, you going to give that lady $20? And my friend said, well, yes, it's fine, and she should have her ham and her cornflakes and whatever else. And, well, you know, he was in a rush to get home until you didn't ask me. I'm sorry, what? replied both my friend and the clerk. You didn't ask me, said the woman. And in his rush, in his privilege, in his own blindedness to the woman right in front of him, thinking he was maybe even doing the work of Jesus, he didn't ask her. Then Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, teacher, let me see again. Evangelism is one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. And too often I am unwilling to think of myself as a beggar. And maybe it's not even so much unwilling, it's just that I am I am so blessed in this life that sometimes I simply forget. And so what, if anything, do I have to learn from this conversation between Jesus and Bartimaeus? Probably that I'm a lot less like Jesus than I might think. And that I'm a lot more like Bartimaeus than I want to admit which means that I should probably cry out a little more often, Son of David, have mercy on me. What do you want me to do for you? My teacher, let me see again. Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way. May we do the same. Amen. Thank you for listening with us today. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe. Or if you have someone in your life that may be inspired by this message, please share it with them visit us at www.pcmorristown.org or find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook to stay connected with our church. But most of all, remember to be the good in your community, a community that matters.